Coming up on this week's episode, we begin with our Make-A-Wish-style dreams and ways to con your friends into free artwork. Then we get into the week's tech news, including the casinos hidden in your iOS apps and what to expect from Apple's spring event. It all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 308, recorded April 19th, 2021. The Hut Hut Line. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, and as then Lizzie once said, the boys are back in town. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller, and they're here. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. Hi, Sean. What is going on? It is a good evening. Um, It's a great evening now that we can all be here together. Yeah, honestly, probably the most exciting thing that has been happening is that the weather in Washington is is incredible. Uh, it's been it hasn't rained in well over a week, like a week and a half. Uh, the car is dirty, like that's how I know how long the car is filthy with all the pollen, no rain. It's just covered in dust, and uh, seventy five and sunny for like five six days in a row now amazing so damn that's exciting yeah it's about as exciting as it gets uh, in covid times conversely i walked to get my first covid shot on friday through a through a snowstorm it was full-on snowing which was surprising where were you here in, in boston Real? oh i didn't know that wow yeah yeah, it was weird. It was a weird. I know one. that there were a couple of ski resorts further south, maybe even the ones in Massachusetts, who reopened because <laughs> all the snow had melted, and then they got like fourteen inches of snow. Right. Wild. Well, so yeah, did know, it man. stick? Did you weird. go out and throw snowballs and stuff? Uh no, not really. It was very, it was very damp. It was a damp, a damp snow. It kind of like the when I was walking home, like there was kind of like a, a, you know, things looked white, a little white, a little dusted. But by the time I got back, it was gone. By the afternoon, it was gone rather. Yeah. Cool. So Sean, weatherman is crazy. Are we back live? I'm I'm working on it. We're on Twitch. YouTube is just spinning and Facebook I have to so now when I repost it so uh, we're live but I have to post it to the page but when I post it to the page I have to write like a description they won't let me do it without a description so how would you describe this evening's episode mm. off the cuff <laughs> the one before that come join one. us live as we off as we go off the cuff talking about the upcoming Apple event. And what else? Anything else? And the weather. In the Farmer's Almanac. Come join us live as we go off the cuff talking about the upcoming Apple event and Colby reveals a giant secret. That'll get people to check it in. Alright, go live. (laughs) So they didn't get the first part of the show, but that's okay. We're live now. So Colby, now. can't do it yet. You gotta wait till the end of the episode. We gotta keep people tuned in. For my secret, yeah. Right. 
In the meantime, I have an important question. Do either of you have the real ID? Have you gotten your real IDs, or are you still rocking a fake ID? No, I've had a real ID for a while. <laughs> I got my... Yeah, but I, I move so much between ID. states that I, <laughs> I've gotten a lot of new IDs. Actually, I learned a trick. You know, my address keeps changing constantly, and I don't think I'm moving anytime soon. So what you can do is you can go to your RMV or DMV website, and you just say, I lost my ID. And, like, for $20 fee, they'll just send you a new one. Um, and so I have one with my new address on it. Amazing. Oh, and you can That's change cool. your address. I um, So my birthday is, is a couple of weeks away. And my my license, I I can change my address, but my license is expiring, and I was I was notified in a letter from the RMV that I ought to get the real ID. Mm. But to get the real ID, I have to a I have to go to the RMV, and b I have to like give them all these documents. They want like two proofs of residency and my passport number, and it seems annoying. That's all. What does that get me? I can prove I'm a person. I can fly with my license still. You know, the only thing I ever hear about it is uh, flights, but I just use my passport for flying. So right. I don't really know. It's a good question. I have like a passport card that fits in my wallet. Ooh. That's right. That's right. You. What was the website you recommended? the website or yeah wasn't there a passport a digital passport thing you recommended an oh, app yeah, that the, you used to check in the mobile passport app thing that was a thing for flying internationally now can't you use the real id to go to like canada or something else too maybe yeah, I think it's a little different. Different countries have all kinds of different rules. It's crazy uh, coming and going internationally. Some are very lax, and some definitely are not. Yeah, the pass the passport card thing you can use to go to Canada and I think Mexico, but that's it. Like, and like maybe like you know, I don't know, like the U.S. Virgin Islands or something like that, but not to like you couldn't go to. Germany with your passport card. I mean, you probably just shouldn't go to Germany in general. So, you know, I, I don't know. Never been. I don't know. That's that's not true. I've been multiple. Now, I had a thought the other day. Okay, a bit of a. I, I like these thought experiments. Okay, but I'm also putting you on the spot, so I think it's okay if you don't have an answer. But I thought about this the other day. If you were given a Make-A-Wish style scenario where you could make some kind of outlandish request of something you wanted to do within the realm of plausible, you know, you can't be a superhero for a day and fly around, but something plausible, what would be your, like, make-a-wish, like, once-in-a-lifetime over-the-top experience? So this is, like, a one-day thing. Oh, yes, let's say, or close to it. What, I, I, unless you're thinking of something longer-term, which I also am interested to hear. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Can I share mine while you're thinking about it? Yeah, of course. Um, I thought about it, and it's going to sound so dorky, but I'm okay with that. Uh, what I would like is to... I want a full tour and to fly on Air Force One. Ooh. Because Air Force One, if you've ever read mm -hmm. about it or seen documentaries on it, like 
it's nose to tail a totally unique plane from all of the rooms in it all the services and people on it i would love to get a, a full tour of how air force one works and then get to fly somewhere on air force one i think that would be very cool that would be pretty cool that would be cool yeah. so joe that, biden hit me cool. up lots of technology hit me up i'd love to go on a trip Oh, technology, and it's like it's it's got secure areas, and it's got like obviously it's got a full kitchen on it, and it's just you know it's just it's wild. It's just a wild place, but it's also like old. Like they haven't ref- like done a full refurbishment. Uh, Trump was talking about getting a brand new plane. The plane is like still kind of like seventies and eighties ish, like design wise on the inside. It's so oh, cool. Yeah. Interesting. That is cool. So that's my stupid dorky thing. The only thing that comes to mind for me would be <clears throat> like some kind of private concert by like my favorite bands. And maybe maybe not private, but like I got to like have a party where like all my favorite bands played and I got to invite people to it. That would be mm. pretty cool. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I love that. That's awesome. That sounds very cool. I think having uh, a- something else like Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think I feel like having a, a private, a truly private concert would be a nightmare. That would be a personal nightmare. <laughs> Just you as the one person in the band is playing to you. Oh, how awkward would that be? And then you like don't applaud one time, and they're like, "Does he hate it?" <laughs> it's so, so uncomfortable. I would be very uncomfortable. I like where you're going with it, Sean. Though it would be a good genre of these things would be. To be able to go places where very few people have gone. Right. The the sort of I'm a dying person, only then can I go type of things. Right. Right. It doesn't, like, it doesn't like, matter. I remember from this. It doesn't matter if they. Sh- I, oh, sorry. Yeah, my my lag is really bad. Sorry, it's I don't okay. know what's going on. The latest. Uh, from from the book that I recommended a while ago called Outpost, where the guy tried to visit <clears throat> every current and former. No, every current British colony at circa like 1980, <laughs> uh, and there are some you can't go to. So like that would be cool. Be like, hey, British government, you need to let me onto this island that everyone's forbidden to go to. I want to see what's there. What are you hiding? Yeah, would you go to like Area 51 or something? Ooh, that's a good one. I would like. That'd to be do cool. That. I'd like to visit a secret. It's probably way more boring than we think, but it would still be really cool. Like, it'd be way more technologically interesting than the Air Force One. I think. Oh, no, for sure. Because it's basically like, there aren't aliens, but here's like a cooler plane than the plane we already have. And you're like, all right, neat. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't, I'm having trouble thinking like of grandiose ideas because even even just like the the most modest like trip right now sounds <laughs> wild. Colby <laughs> yeah. would like to leave his house. Right. I'd like to go to the beach for one day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good one. I'll think on this and if I come up with one by the end of the I'd channel, like or or it. like obviously it's a day thing, but I would love to be like cuz they might say like oh I want to be mayor for a day or something, but like I would love to coach an NFL team for a day. Like, coach an NFL game. Ooh, in the game. That would like, be you'd cool. be so, we'd all be so bad at it, and that's okay. But just the experience of, like, just being on the sideline with the headset trying to know what the hell's going, it'd be wild. 
But would you actually want to be doing the thing or just be there, like, with the head? Well, that's the thing is I'd want to participate, but maybe I could. I want to, you know what? If someone offered, I would absolutely do it. I want to be the guy who squirts the water bottles in the players' mouths because they can't. (laughs) And he just runs up with the gate and squirts them in the players' mouths. That I would absolutely do for a day. Here's a dumb question. Why can't they do it themselves? Um uh, I don't that's a good Some players do. <laughs> Some players do. Do you want to know my honest guess? I don't know the reason. My honest guess is that it's probably really hard for a player to squeeze the bottle through the helmet and not like hit the grates of the helmet. And you probably have better aim looking at it from right. the opposite side and being able to more near, like really get it in there and spray it. Uh, it's also faster during a, a short timeout. Yeah. Wild. That's that's the next uh, AI revolution we need. Is the the automatic football? Yeah. Well, it's like the hydration bot, and you just walk up to it, and it like knows where to. From like way far away, <laughs> where, where, it, where the hole it is. shoots you right in the mouth. <laughs> That's impressive. Did you guys see? You gotta keep hold. You hold the button, and it'll squirt you for as long as you're holding it. As soon as you release it, as a safety mechanism, then it'll it'll cut off like a dead. Oh, but I do like the idea though of like if you can get the technology really good, like when you're on the field, it senses you're dehydrated and just like shoots water from the sideline all the way onto the field into your mouth. <laughs> like, or these drones are just hovering around. They get right in your face and just when you're down at the, at the, the hut hut line, whatever they call it. Uh, boom, right well, you did just give us the episode title, the hut hut line. Um, yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I think these are all great ideas. And a great, great stand of why we shouldn't be in charge of any of them. <laughs> do you think the water bottle guy has to, like, do that as part of his job interview? Oh, like, like, I hope they have, like, mannequins. And he has to, like, do it to, like, you know, like, you're not good enough yet to do it on the real players. Right, and you have to... Yeah, use... and they put, it, they put, like, food coloring in it so they can see <laughs> exactly. the, the splash pattern that he made. You know, there's just a bunch of dummies covered in, like, colored water, but there's, like, one dummy that's pristine. He's perfect! <laughs> He's a nat- The kid's a natural! <laughs> did, did you guys see that there was a viral clip going around? It was a race car driver doing an interview after the race, and he took the water bottle and squirted it in his mouth, but he forgot he was wearing a mask, and so he just sprayed water all over his mask. It's so funny. It's one of those things where he's just so used to just doing a... and his mask gets all wet. It's so great. <laughs> He could use some hydration help. Yeah, for sure. What do you think the automated hydration bot would do in that case if you were wearing a mask? Would it know? Like, would it know that there was no mouth? Honestly, I to hydrate. I think there would be a Westward, Westworld style malfunction where it gains sentience and questions its own mortality and existence, <laughs> and then probably starts killing people. <laughs> it's the most logical outcome. Right. Oh. right, it can already aim really That's well. That's right. Drown you. Precision drowning. <laughs> oh my god, I can see the movie now. All these people are suspiciously drowning nowhere near water. What's happening? And it's like, the robot did it. Wow. That is fantastic. Wowie. Huh. What a time to be alive! It's true. Now, with the uh, with the weather getting a little bit nicer, have you guys, Dan? You said you've been hiking. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's been 
uh, a pleasant experience? It's been a very pleasant experience. There are not a lot of people, usually. Uh, the only problem... <clears throat> here's an interesting thing. Uh, in Washington, while it's it doesn't really ever snow down low mm-hmm. as it were like it, it never snows across the entire state or like very rarely and so you can go hiking any time of the year but the the interesting hikes are the you know your mount rainiers and mount uh saint helens and all this stuff those are still like impassable because they're covered in snow uh so last weekend one interesting thing that happened is like we unexpectedly had a free weekend like oh let's go to mount rainier it's like you can't there's, there's no way up Oh man, it's so warm down here, uh, and I feel like that doesn't happen on the East Coast. Like when it's when it's seventy five degrees, like I think it, it, maybe even those fourteen inches of snow from last week have probably already melted on on the mountains in Vermont, right? And if you wanted if you wanted to, you could get up one of those, but but not here. So yeah, that was interesting. Nice, Colby. Have you been enjoying the the weather in Boston? Yeah, I tried to go work outside today, and I, like, brought all my stuff down to the river, like, I walked over there, and I sat down, and I, I unpacked my stuff, I unzipped my bag, and realized I forgot my computer. Oh! So I had to go oh. back. <laughs> was unsuccessful. I, like, read through some emails on my phone, but... There, there's something very poetic about the idea that you, you walk down to beautiful nature out in the sun enjoying the fresh air but because you forgot your computer you had to go back and lock yourself into your home yeah yeah that's that's how it went down i also i don't know did you have today off sean i forgot today was patriots day so no surprise when i went outside there were like hundreds of people out having fun i feel like and again, maybe this is just one of those imagined things in my head. I feel like Patriots Day has, over the last decade or so, really fallen off a little bit as, like, a big deal. Maybe it's because the... I don't know why. It, it, but at one point, I remember it being a big deal. It's usually a thing, like, here in Boston, because the marathon, marathon. is happening. So, like, you know, the city's sort of, like... <laughs> Maybe not shut down, but like bifurcated in a pretty inconvenient way. Um, so it's hard to move. It's hard to move about if you're trying to get anywhere. So you might as well just watch the watch the people running and then go home. Hmm. But I don't know. I I it didn't. I don't think I've ever wor- worked somewhere before that didn't have Patriots Day off in Massachusetts, at least. Hmm. So wait, was there a Boston Marathon this year? No. Oh, interesting. No. I don't think there was last year. I no, think. this is the second year they canceled it. Yeah. Um Well I bought a uh I bought a new outdoor gadget, uh the wire cutter's pick. You wanna okay. you wanna give it a shot? You bought the outdoor Wi-Fi grilling thing. All right. For each one you get wrong, I'll give you a clue to get you closer. Clue. It's not internet connected. What? Good is it, then? Is it like a, it, a rake? No. You have to give a guess. You have to probably. plug it in. Oh, you have to plug it in. You have to plug it in. Is it an electric lawnmower? Uh... 
No, it involves water. Involves water. An irrigation water system. A lawn watering thing. It the water isn't passive. Water isn't passive. Is it like a room? You bought you do oh, use it for cleaning. A power, a power washer. washer. <laughs> wow. I bought this thing. What did you power? This thing is a monster. So um, my deck, uh, my wood deck has never been stained or painted or anything since they put it in. And it's like moldy and disgusting. And so I got a, um, I got the power washer uh, from the fine folks at Sun Joe. Maybe I'll pick it. Well, I guess I'm sort of doing that now. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was great. It was one of those, you know, you ever see when they power wash stuff and it's like green and then all of a sudden it's beautiful. My, my wood looks like wood now. It's not like gray and sad and green and moldy anymore. Uh, but boy is, is it, cause you got to get that. It takes a lot of concentration and physical effort. It's harder than it looks. Interesting. Do you have like before and after pictures? I I will send you guys some. I didn't take some. I did post a picture on my Instagram of me power washing. Uh, if you did not see it, but uh, but yes, it, once you see the before and after, you'll be like, holy shit! It looks like I painted it a different color than it was. Like that's how different it is. Nice. So, what else can you do with it? What else will you wash with it? Great question, Dan. What can't you wash with a power washer? Answer: People, animals, well, fragile I, items. I fr- I was going to say, probably not. You your can car, wash your car. Instance. They have, so what they have is they have different nozzles oh. that change the intensity, and including one that has, you put the soap right in it. And so you actually can use it, you what? soap the car, and then you rinse the car with the power washer just on a lower setting. That's amazing. Huh. It's very cool. And you do it like fences, siding, decks, the shed side, basically anything outdoors you want to walk. Concrete. Concrete tends to get that sort of stained, dirty, moldy. Um, you can totally blast the hell out of it with this. Um, anything, even even washing windows and stuff, you can do. You just do it on the lower setting. That's hmm. cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So it's it's fun to do for general cleaning, but when you really have to get in and get like the hardcore dirt stuff, it is so because you've got to just like hold it and uh, and it's going and you're blasting all the dirt and grime away. It was uh, it was a workout. But it's I on, and I only got some of the deck done. I didn't even finish. So, are you? Are How you... long did it take you to do the deck? So I did just the top, just the surface you walk on. I still have to do all the rails and the stairs and the rails going down the stairs, and just to do the top of the deck, which I think we counted was like thirty-three ten-foot boards. It took me like, well, my dad helped. I should give him credit. He's staying with me this week. He's in the wall right behind me, and I'm sure my loud voice is keeping him up all night. Um, <laughs> I think it took under three hours to do 33 boards. Okay. Um, so, That's not bad. no, not the end of the world. So I got to finish power washing it, and then we're probably going to paint it um, and get it looking nice and spiffy. Nice. And then we'll have you guys over for a for a barbecue on the on the deck. Yes. I'll let you power wash some stuff. To the, uh... Ooh, that's a good <laughs> yeah, barbecue leave us some activity. Boards. Absolutely. You know, it is... Again, power washing is very fun to do for like 10 minutes. And then you're like, okay, that was fun. Like, I made some of the grime go away. And then you're like, I'm, right. I'm all set. <laughs> but if you distribute that across, you know, 
10, 12, 16 people, then like you could you could get some real uh, real cleaning done. Oh my god, I should get another power washer and make a game out of it. Like who can do it faster? Ooh, that's a good idea. Power washing races. Now we're talking. <laughs> well, individual time trials, like really make a game out of it and just fool all my friends into doing my work for me. Very Huckleberry Finn. Right. Well, yeah, you'll, you'll have to get two power washers, set some boards out in the backyard, and you, they start at the same time, and everyone can watch from the deck and cheer. Yep. It's, it'll be like a like an inverse hot dog eating contest. Yes. Although, as soon as you say that, I think of people throwing up lots of hot dogs. But, um, uh, but uh, no, the um, no, but I do like that you could do a bracketed tournament. Have you heard of, like the beer Olympics or anything like that? It's a power washing Olympics. I actually kind of like this the is idea brilliant. of uh, inverse hot dog eating contest. <laughs> but the think of the the sport is like you have to first eat a ton of hot dogs and then you have to like puke them off like like you That's win. Not what I bet at all. You but if you what if you don't like throw up all of them? So so what I mean, are I you? I was imagining like an inverse hot dog eating contest would be how many how many hot dogs can you make over a period of time? Oh, I see. <laughs> Although the vomiting one is is a lot funnier. What? What would you? It would be by weight, but by by like in a bucket, like and they would weigh it. In Colby's Maybe. version, I was thinking like you'd count them. I they're like not the, solid the enough the for you to count. Stop that! But uh, that's that's part of the challenge. That's that's this. That's oh, this sportsmanship. So so you've got to so you've got to consume them as whole as possible in an effort right. to win the reverse hot dog eating contest. Exactly. Wow, that's devilish. That is devilish, and I guarantee will involve a lot of choking deaths. So, yeah, not a, not. Not, so, not a sport not for, for, for wimps. Uh, two of my favorite sports, uh, chess boxing and competitive sauna attending. Somehow we miss those. Chess boxing is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, you play a round of boxing and then you mm. play time speed chess and then you go back to boxing and then you go back to speed chess until, until a certain limit is reached. Uh, I forget what it is. I think you have to be somewhat successful in both, though. But you can make up for your deficiencies in one with the mm-hmm. other. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and competitive sauna going is also exactly what it sounds like. Who can be in the hottest sauna the longest? And many people have died, and it is now illegal. Yeah, that's a very, very poor decision if you're participating in that. You got to know better. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that we've talked about enough stupid nonsense um, <laughs> that we should get to the real reason the people are here. The real reason. Uh, and that would be tech news. And we've got some stories here in the rundown. You guys can take a look and decide which we're going to talk about first. While you're doing that, I want to thank the folks watching us live right now on Facebook and Twitch. We appreciate you joining us as always. Uh, you can check us out live Monday nights at facebook.com slash don't panic show or twitch.tv slash don't panic show. 
Uh, and if you're watching live, make sure you comment. We're watching. Phil said uh, when I was uh, – our friend Phil Lopez, when I was talking about being on Air Force One, he said, get off my plane. Great Air Force One movie reference. So thank you, Phil, for that. Appreciate it. Uh, guys, what story is A number one? Number one with a bullet. Biggest there there wasn't a lot of news this week, I'll be honest. We got a few things in here. <laughs> the uh the app store, the secret app store uh gambling apps was that that seems wild. Oh yeah, this this is an absolutely crazy story. Uh there have been a lot of comments over the years about just how ineffective the app store review process is. And does, do they really review the apps or do they just kind of eliminate the obviously bad ones? Um, Kotsa, oh boy, uh, Kotsa Eleftherio uh, <laughs> decided to pull up a game called Jungle Runner 2K21 uh, from the iOS app store. It was actually a, a relatively popular game. Um, and what he found was that when the game was played in the U.S., it was just a very crappy kids game, of which there are a lot on iOS. But when he changed his VPN to say he was in Turkey, it became an online casino uh, that you actually bet real money in. Um, the same developer also had another game called Magical Forest-Puzzle that was also a front for gambling. Um and there we have some images here that show the very poorly designed game um, and the very poorly designed casino. Um, the Apple, uh, they largely look, what? Uh, yeah, they have a, I should have read the story ahead of time. I'm usually better. Um, it's basically just a web view inside the app. Um, you actually can make deposits and things like that inside the gambling area. You're not doing it through Apple's payment system because it's just a web app. Um, in fact, people in the reviews for the children's game said they deposited large sums uh, and uh, never got any payouts. So it's not only gambling, it's also a scam. Now, gambling apps are permitted by Apple as long as they're geo-restricted to regions where that gambling is permitted by law. Uh, and that's probably why they check it by IP address. But having it masquerading as a kid's game, probably not the best way to do it. So how did people know in other countries that this was a gambling app? That's a good question. I don't know. That is a good question. How do you find out about this? <laughs> It seems like, yeah, it seems like a poor scam if no one knows about it. It's like exclusively word of mouth. It makes me think that there's another level to this. Like inside the gambling app is like a, a separate app. It's another kid's game. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Um... It's a weird one. Yeah, I, I don't. I do. It's a head I don't understand the whole scam. Maybe maybe that means it's a good scam. Read it. Read through. I don't know. You can't even wrap your head around it. <laughs> I'm reminded, Colby, of that time we think that guy in the Faroe Islands tried to scam us, but then we couldn't figure out what the scam was. I think in these situations, it's just a bad scam. Right. <laughs> 
the scam was he like literally just wanted a ride to the other side of the island. <laughs> Even though he could take the bus anytime he wanted to. Right. Well, right, well, that was a good okay, story. so I, I've I've clicked through to this <laughs> this guy's Twitter account, uh, which, by the way, apparently, like this is what he does all the time is just find iOS scams. But apparently, um, the apps were advertised in shady ads. Apparently, were advertised. Um, there's a you know what's great about this. We're you back to using Riverside. I can share my screen, and it will actually be recorded as part of the video recording, which is pretty neat. You can see this picture here of a screenshot that shows the Jungle Runner 2K21 app advertised next to gambling. So it was advertised as a gambling app. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. My guess is that because it was so unbelievably shady that if they had been honest and said it was a gambling app, they probably wouldn't have gotten approved, even though gambling apps can be approved. Right. Uh, and so... Uh, uh, close out of that. Um, it even says uh, install and win on it, um, but it's just uh, it's just a kids game, I guess. Except not. That's the trick. So there you go. You never know what you might find. It's always amazing. I I will never understand the Apple app approval process. Yeah, I'm very curious about that because do they <clears throat> do they even get like the source code? Or are they just looking at the behavior of the app and someone just starts it up? I think they go look at the source code because I think you can be uh, uh, unapproved. You could get rejected because you're using like unallowed APIs and stuff. I th- I think yeah, they you- I th- I don't think you send them the source code, but I think you send them. I mean, obviously, you send them like the binary version of your app, and right. I think from that they can like know like. I don't know, like, uh, like your yes. app reads this Linkers, location. probably. They can see what, like, other things in the API and the frameworks that it calls out to. But maybe they can't see, yeah. like, because I would think if I were Apple and I had access to the source code and I was reviewing all these apps, one of my first questions would be, like, show me all the, like, web pages that this app opens up in a web view. Because that seems like a primary vector for sneaking stuff by. Yeah. But then again, like, I don't know, like you could, you could, you know, open a URL that you get from like the server or some, you know, get dynamically, right? Like it would be pretty, pretty intractable. That's true. Well, well, I know this is, it's a big part of uh, Epic's lawsuit against Apple, among other things. One of the things they claim in that lawsuit is that the app approval process really has nothing to do with security or the quality of apps. It's mainly used to keep potential competitors off the platform. Now, again, this is coming from Epic. It's part of the lawsuit. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that, but ultimately maybe we'll uh, learn if, if that's true or not. You know, Apple has certainly fought tooth and nail uh, to keep uh, alternative app stores from appearing on their devices. Um, so they keep that control. Now, uh, here's a question I have about the Epic thing I was just thinking about this week. At first blush, it seems like this is... Epic was upset because they wanted to sell stuff 
to their Apple users playing Fortnite primarily, almost exclusively, and they wanted to make more money. Like that that is their specific grievance. That's what happened to them. And and but in their PR campaign, if not their legal campaign, they're bundling a bunch of other stuff with it that actually has nothing to do with like their app was never rejected because it was a competitor of Apple's. I but then like Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that's mostly right. I, I, If I had to channel what they're saying, I agree there's a lot of extra stuff in there, but I think the core is that they, they, because Apple holds a monopoly, this is their argument, Apple holds a monopoly on cell phone, mobile phone games because the size of the Apple App Store requires you to be on there to be competitive in the space that them taking a 30% cut of every in-app transaction is essentially an antitrust um, issue. I think that's where it comes in. Now you can talk about all the other stuff that goes with it, but ultimately it's because Apple is so big, it's not fair that they require us to pay this fee because we have no other competition of theirs to go to. Well, okay, except for Android. Well, what's the, the same you know, I'll have to look and see what the, um, what the spread is in the U.S. Uh, right around now. Um, but I, last, uh, see, I'm going to say it totally wrong. Um, let's see right here. Mobile, op- mobile operating more. system market share. No, I don't want worldwide. I want in the U.S. Uh, mobile operating system usage in the U.S., uh, as of this survey, iOS has 60%. Android has basically 40%. Damn. Oh, really? It, worldwide, Android's way above. Way but in the U.S., it's it's iOS primarily, 60%. Oh. I did not know that. Um, but anyways, my point is, the more I think about this lawsuit, like, how many... How many people were playing Fortnite and paying for things on Apple devices? That that's what it boils down to. And they're gonna spend hundreds of millions of dollars on this lawsuit. And I just can't imagine that they lost in order to lose hundreds of millions of dollars, you would have had to make billions of dollars on your iPad iOS Fortnite games for this to be worth it. So it seems like it's not just about the money for them. And then I'm like, but why why would you even do that as a as a business? Now I'm not saying they shouldn't do it because you can't just commercialize justice. I, <laughs> I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying if I were a, a for profit shareholder company, I would have thought twice about suing Apple for what what seems to be a small part of their business well i i I don't know the uh, fortnite numbers off the top of my head but there was a story i either put in the rundown or cut from the rundown uh, a week or two ago but um call of duty's mobile app netted their developers 10 billion dollars in revenue since they launched it so the money in mobile gaming is ludicrous um, and that 30% cut, even though it's a little less, once you get to that size, it kind of individually negotiate it to be a little bit less. But um, it, it adds up quickly. It, it adds up quickly. And I think part of it, too, is it's not the fees today. It's Epic looking at the future and saying we want all of these other opportunities to monetize and to subscriptions and things like that, where Apple will also take a cut. Um, 
and being able to offer, you know, we talked about Xbox Game Pass, where they can't put that on iOS because you can't have an app store in an app store, right? Even if that app store is to download games for Xbox Game Pass. And so I think they're looking at the whole ecosystem and like, if we really want to be dominant in the mobile gaming space, we need more freedoms than what Apple will give us. Okay, but yeah, sense. if you want to become rich very quickly, develop a mobile game. Very lucrative. Well, except not uh, not this a gambling game. I'm sure they made some money off of it. <laughs> Was it illegal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but. Weird. That See, that makes me feel like we should be concerned about mobile gaming made 10 billion dollars off the what do you mean concerned I don't know like shouldn't we be spending money on something besides Call of Duty games I don't know <laughs> whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't that just seems like a lot I just want to know like I'm just concerned yeah, I, I also have a lot of questions about that because I don't think uh, they make 10 billion dollars off of regular Call of Duty games Right, like, why do they bother so is this with like the some like microtransaction? I, I already forget what they're called. Business. Well, the Call of Duty franchise as a whole, according to things I'm quickly googling, has generated 27 billion dollars in revenue overall in the history of the Call of Duty franchise. Almost half of that is this one mobile game. Uh, here we go. Call of Duty Mobile Dev made 10 billion in 2020. Um, Timmy Studios, the team behind mobile gaming giants Call of Duty Mobile and Honor of Kings, made $10 billion in revenue. That makes the studio the world's largest developer. <laughs> That's crazy. I've never I've never even heard of this game. Yep. So it was Call of Duty and some other game, too. And by the way, they are owned by Tencent, which is uh, China's um, right. giant overarching tech conglomerate. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Man, I gotta download this game. It's very lucrative. I'm gonna look it up on the App Store. Like, I'm curious how it builds itself. Um, yeah, again, that's that's what's always crazy about these games is I don't... Because I don't play them, I don't understand how the money works. They're all play-for-free games. Um, and I don't know if you're getting paying for upgrades or you're paying for bullets. I don't know. These are also the games that have, like, seasons where they keep adding new stuff, and I don't know if that's what you... Yeah, it says points. You pay for points. Call of Duty points. Now, mm -hmm. what you use those on... I don't know. <laughs> oh, this looks like a full Call of Duty game. I didn't realize this was a thing. I think we gotta get on a play. You know, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Now that iOS is really well compatible with game controllers um, and the processors are so good and graphics are so good, why wouldn't you play it on your tablet or iPhone? But are people using game controllers? I just have lots of questions about how people are actually doing this, whether it's Fortnite or... Well, Fortnite, I, but I, see, because Call of Duty started as a console game, my bet is if you're the person who has spent some chunk of that $10 billion on this game, and you're serious about it, I don't know how you can play this without a controller. I've still never found a game where the mobile, like, on-screen touch controls 
for like a first person shooter ever actually work. And maybe that's just me. I haven't tried to play a game in a while. But I had the same experience. But I was where was I waiting? I was in a waiting room. I truly do not remember where, but there was some dude who had one of those like uh controllers with the little mounts on it to put your phone on it. And he was going to town on that thing and having a blast. He was playing with the controller. He brought it with him. I was like, oh, that's the first time I'd ever seen that in the real world. Hmm. It seems like it yeah, could Maybe be that's cool. a thing. I mean, the Switch is fun. That's basically what a Switch is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes sense for these uh, console developers to, to really consider not making, like, stripped-down mobile versions of their games, but making, like, similar, <laughs> you know? And, and extract that audience instead of paying 60 bucks to get the new Call of Duty every year you get it for free and pay four ninety nine to get the new packs when they come out next year right forever business models and now I'm getting I, I think I read some rumors a long time ago that there was going to be a new Apple TV and it would come with a game controller or that there was going to be more of a game focus and now I'm like I knew that mobile gaming was a big thing, but I thought it was like people buying like Farmville dollars for their Farmville farm, not like people spending twenty billion dollars on playing just legit Call of Duty on their phone. So maybe they, maybe Apple would make a controller then. Yeah, I mean maybe you know maybe it's just like there are ten million people all spend it, you know. Well, that's it. <laughs> that it's just right. Yeah. You know, that's that. It's just but, yeah, I mean, if you're Apple and you could, you could sell a, if you bundled a controller with something and it got five percent more people to play these games that generate twenty billion dollars in revenue, then that's thirty percent, like thirty percent of five percent, twenty billion dollars for you. That's not nothing. Well, if you think about it, right? What am I more likely to do to get Dan to yeah. give me sixty dollars for a console game or hit ninety nine cents sixty times in a year? <laughs> I have fallen prey to it yet. in very crappy Eight games times. where I'm like, I just need like five more hints. And for 99 cents, I hit five more hints. I've done it. And so I'm not surprised it's easier to get someone to do a bunch of microtransactions than it is to pay full price. So Great. Dan, now that you mentioned uh, updated Apple TV, should we pivot over to tomorrow's Apple event? Let's do it. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, sometimes Apple times it well for us and does their events on Monday, and sometimes they really don't, and they do their events on Tuesday. That's what's going to happen tomorrow, their spring-loaded event. Uh, let's go uh, 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow on Tuesday. Let's go through the rumor list and see what they might talk about. First with the iPad Pro, um, we're talking about a new version Um at the 11 and 12.9 inch, which is the same. But the big one is that the larger iPad Pro may come with their Apple's first mini LED display. Um, now, that would just be on the, the big boy, and there's questions about whether that screen will launch immediately or there'll be a bit of a delay. But that will make a big difference uh, in the quality of monitors. Uh, you're talking higher contrast ratio, higher brightness, deeper blacks. It's more power efficient. Um it's, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Also, uh, that will get a processor bump to something closer to the M1 chipset. Also, an upgrade to a Thunderbolt port. 
uh, instead of the standard USB-C it has now and upgraded cameras as well. We may also get a new Apple Pencil. Um, there have been images of a new version floating around. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so that's iPad Pro. I pause. Not that exciting. Okay, continuing on. Dan, I know you're excited about this. AirTags, will we finally see AirTags? Big question mark. Uh, there's no new leaks or anything that would say it's definitely happening tomorrow, but there's no reason to think it's not. So, I don't know. We, we feel good about AirTags tomorrow? I've given up hoping. Oh, boy. Well, then that means they're going to announce it tomorrow. Yeah, go. probably. That's my hope. I'm, I'm trying the reverse psychology thing. Now, the real question for me is, how about iOS 14.5? Will I get that tomorrow? Uh, rumor mill's going there as well. Um, it's it's all but certain they'll release it at that or immediately following the event, especially if there's new iPad hardware. Um, so uh, I, I, am, I agree. It's highly high. I think I'm now on beta 8 on my phone. So um, I'd be shocked if we didn't hear something about it tomorrow. I would really love to have that, like, the unlock my phone with my watch thing without yes. putting the beta on my watch, which I'm not trying No, to don't do that. Um, no, that would be great as well. Um, we also may have an update to iPad Mini, uh, which was last refreshed in March of 2019. Um, there's a rumor that we may actually get a larger iPad Mini, and by that... It's not actually larger. It's just an 8.5-inch display. The old, the current iPad Mini still has the thick bezels, and so we may finally get sort of that edge-to-edge -edge screen uh, upping the display size on a small device, which I think makes it a, a more interesting buy than it is today um, because you're getting a lot for that smaller-size iPad. Um, AirPods, new version of AirPods, AirPods 3. Um, now, we're not talking Pro. We're talking... I, AirPods Classic uh, may get shorter stems and replaceable ear tips similar to the current AirPods Pro design. Uh, they are also said to feature better better battery life. Um, so we may see that. No necessary update to AirPods Pro potentially, but that's to be seen. An Apple TV update uh, hasn't been updated since 2017. Um it's very expensive and doesn't have some of the features of the competitor. Supposedly a new model this year, a faster processor, a new remote to replace its current much-loathed remote. Uh, support for HDMI 2.1, 120Hz refresh rate, um, and potentially a price cut. Um, currently at 180 it's far ahead in cost of all of their competitors um, in that space. It's pretty expensive. It's, it's like insane. It's ludicrous. Especially if it was cheap. Yeah. Wild. I have the the original Apple, well, the original this version of the Apple TV. Well, not this one, the one before, the not 4K one, which I like. Right, the I uh, the one with apps. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think a new remote would be um, very good. And, and Dan, I, I think it is. You make an interesting point about the game controller. I'd be shocked if Apple ever made their own. I think just between Xbox and Sony, they've done just such a good job of making controllers. But I do think a push towards gaming, they put an M1 in this thing, and it screams with, with these games, and they're cross-compatible. Um, I think that could be a really compelling selling point for, for this device. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of other stuff. Um, you know, we, we've seen the M1 MacBook Air 
the MacBook Pro and the Mac Mini, uh, but could we see um, even beefier MacBook Pros without the, the touch bar, a new iMac or a smaller Mac Pro? Um, who knows what we'll see. Um, it's potential. We I, I would be surprised if we heard March. Usually that's a WWDC thing when they talk about the next version of Mac OS and then they throw in the new laptops and desktops. And who knows? We could see their long-rumored VR headset, a first look at the Apple car, or who knows whether cra- maybe the air power charging mat finally comes out. Who knows? <laughs> I think if I think if the air power yeah. mat and air tags came out, Dan's head would literally explode. <laughs> I would be very excited. I, it's probably you're probably not surprised to hear I'm most excited about air tags, but I have I probably this is one of the, the Apple events I'm least excited about. Like, I I do I am if I'm excited about all the stuff that's in the maybe category, the new Macs, especially the new iMacs. Do you see that rumor of like the iMacs in the different colors? Yeah. Looks really cool. Ugh. That those would be really awesome, um, but the new iPad, maybe it'll be crazy. But now that the M1 Max are out, I'm like, I might not. I think I'm probably going to get a MacBook Air next instead of an iPad. I don't know. I love the touchscreen, but the MacBook Air lasts just as long, if not longer, and I can do other real worky kind of stuff on it. Yeah, you want to talk about crazy things? Maybe we'll see a, a MacBook with a touchscreen. I think crazy. we're a year ahead. I think next year we see that. When they finally get the, what is it, Catalyst and all the cross-platform stuff really working well, um, then they'll be ready for a touchscreen. What about uh, that, that slide last year at WWDC where they were like, we are not merging macOS and iOS. But they don't have to, because that's the great thing about a laptop with a touchscreen is you can use it as a laptop. You know? But it's just, I just, I think if you're going to put... We already talked about this. An iPad app on Mac is weird to use with like a a mouse cursor. And so I don't think I don't know why they would do that and not give touch as an option. But I could be wrong. I am a lot. I'm excited. You know, I I'm, I'm not going to buy any of this stuff, but I've I've always been a long fan of the iPad mini. I've had an iPad mini. I think it's been like really ignored by a lot of people. And I think there is still interest in that mid-space between a phone and a full tablet that I would love to see them finally, like, really design up that thing nice. Um, and I'd be curious where that go. And I think Apple TV is also very interesting to me because I-, I still get confused at their strategy against Google and Amazon and Roku and all these guys who are, you know, $40 4K streaming devices. And I, I-, I get it's for Apple fans, but this is where we talked about this over at some point of the last couple of weeks of do we get like the home pod streaming device for your living room or something something to that effect where they kind of take that next leap um i'd be excited to see that because i think their 180 streaming device is absolutely insane and i cannot imagine they sell very many so i hope they completely go with a new model uh in terms of selling it but we'll see yeah me too That'd be great. That's a thing I'm interested in. Well, we'll have full coverage of the event next week after it's already old news, but we'll still talk about it. So join us then as we talk about whatever comes out of the spring-loaded event. Uh, Should be a good time. 
I got to remember to not forget. You know what's weird? I was watching YouTube today. I got an ad for the Apple event. Like Apple, I guess, bought an ad, and it's like spring loaded, spring event. Watch it on YouTube live. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I guess it. I guess either the algorithm knows me so well, they're like, this guy will definitely watch, um, or they're just spending money advertising it to people. I wonder if that's like a. Usually, it's not on YouTube Live, right? I think they have expanded it the last couple. I think ever since they started doing like the pre-recorded, heavily produced ones, I think those have yeah. been multi-platform. Gotcha. Uh, which I expect this one will be as well, with all those swooping shots. Um, guys, I- I'm looking at the picks of the week here. It's a little empty. It's a little empty. Does this mean we don't have any picks? Oh. Or we just forgot to uh, put them in. I thought I had one, and now I forgot what it is. I, I got. Uh, well, I'll go first while you guys are thinking um, and deciding if you have a pick. Uh, I had read a while back that they put a bunch more games on Apple Arcade. I decided to get back in Apple Arcade, give it another shot. I'd canceled my subscription, but I reactivated it, and I found. If you crafted a game for one person and that person was Sean Jennings, this would be the game you would create. It's called Song Pop Party, and anyone who knows me knows I'm a bit of a name-that-tune kind of music trivia guy. You can put on basically any song, and I'm going to get it. And that's what Song Pop Party is. It's a game exclusively designed for you to hear a song and pick a multiple choice as quickly as possible to either the name or the artist of said song. Uh, and it is a ton of fun. You play in real time with other people, and you get points based on, A, whether you have the right answer, but also, B, how quickly you answered. And so there's sort of a speed element to it. Um, it's got all, every kind of music you can imagine, all different decades, all different genres. Um, and over time, you play with real people. And this game is legitimately fun, especially if you're a music fan. Um, I'm pretty darn good if anyone wants to challenge me. I'm not bragging. But I do okay. So Song Pop Party, it's part of Apple Arcade, so you get it for free, which is great, and doesn't have any of that BS in-app nonsense. Um, and it was legitimately a ton of fun uh, if you're sort of a music fan. So definitely check out Song Pop Party. Is that like, do you play with random people on the internet, or do you, can you, you, do you play with people like you know? You can create a room and send the room code to people, and they can join you. It's a little clumsy. There's no, like, sort of Facebook-integrated way to, like, play with your friends. Um, so most of the time, you'd probably play with strangers. Cool. And that is my pick. Oh, look, and I go back to the spreadsheet, and it's filled. Uh, although, I'm going to have Colby go first. I th- uh, Let's see. Yeah, Colby, what do you got? Mine's a podcast, and I, I haven't listened to this for... Well, I've had it in my feed for a long time. I listen to it on and off when it the 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 strikes my fancy, but it's it's called Lavar Burton Reads. Um, as you might guess from the title, it involves Lavar Burton of Star Trek and the Reading Rainbow reading a story to you. Um, I don't know, it's good. It's like you know, most of the podcasts I listen to are not like fictional. It's kind of a nice change of pace. Um. I don't know. They they kind of vary. The episodes kind of vary in length. Like sometimes they're like super short. Sometimes they're like an hour. But it's pretty good. A lot of the stories are like kind of science fictiony or like weird, but 
I like it. It's a nice one. Awesome. And it's a Stitcher original, so if you're a Stitcher Premium member, you get it ad-free in the world's worst podcasting app. Um, <laughs> living the dream. Uh, yeah, check it out. LeVar Burton Reads. Excellent pick. Excellent pick. Dan, how about you? So as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, I've been doing a lot of hiking. And if you've ever done some hiking and Googled for different hikes, you've probably seen this app called All Trails which when you get to it from the website just seems like an annoying, super glossy thing that disguises the most important information. At least that's my opinion. But when you're on a hike or when you're about to go on a hike and you have the mobile app, you can download the map of the hike and then you can see the trails on your phone and the path that you're supposed to take, which is super useful, uh, especially if you're going on a longer hike or not even so many longer hikes you'd be going on some hikes in these like areas where there are tons and tons of trails and it's super easy to like accidentally take a wrong turn uh all trails is great you have to subscribe to uh to download the maps but what i do is i just open up the app to the page when i have a cell phone service and then when i get to the place i turn on airplane mode and i never close the app i never switch away from it so it doesn't get killed in the background uh so check out all trails. It's a great pick. It's a pick so great. Colby already picked it. What? I searched. Mm-hmm. I went to don'tpanic.io slash picks. Uh, it was on the 2017 episode number 168. You be the chef. Now, Dan, I'm going to give you a pass, though. Because that was a, a Colby and I only episode. You weren't on that episode, yeah. so you wouldn't have known. Oh, my God. Dan, we... Oh, we... yeah. I'm going to file a bug. <laughs> I don't know. Oh I searched for all this, trails and URL I found it too. I just I've, huh. We found it fine. I don't. Did you spell it right? Where'd you paste the URL? Oh, in this chat. I think Dan, you and I used this in Hawaii when we. Uh, Could be. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I put a space hike. in my all trails. Yeah. Uh, it worked with the space. That's weird. <laughs> Maybe this is a bug. Well, you know, we'll have to we'll have to figure out a name because there there are a number of things we've picked twice as much as we try not to, and so I think we is it like a platinum pick or there like there needs to be a term like a, like something so good we've picked <laughs> it about, twice, right? If it's if it's two of us have picked it, it's gold, and then if all three of us pick it, it's platinum. platinum. That's a good idea because now I have an excuse to pick something you guys have already picked. When I don't have a pick, I can be like, "Well, they said it was good, and I tried it, and I agree." I like, I like this. That's awesome. Amazing. All trails don't pin a gold pick. <laughs> Very cool. And actually, I've used all trails as well, and I think it's great. So I haven't officially platinumed it, but it's unofficially platinumed. A soft platinum. Wait a couple more years. We'll get there if I ever go outside. Um, <laughs> dope. All right. <clears throat> This is great. Guys, what an episode. Glad to have the whole team back. We got there. We made it. We did. It's been wonderful. Um, We have got to begin to wrap up the show. Before we do that, though, I do want to send people over to the Up for Debate podcast. I mentioned it every week. Do you guys want to know what's coming up this week on the Up for Debate podcast? Is it more text adventure games? Thank God, no. (laughs) March Madness is done maybe permanently we'll see how i feel next year um no we had a blast it was good 
uh, the Summer Book Club is back. And so we are each, Matt and I are each bringing a, a group of books, and I'm going to pick one of his books. He's going to pick one of mine. We're going to read them and talk about them on the show. I actually have my books here, and you guys will be happy to know one of them is an official Don't Panic pick. Ooh, what is and it? And that would be Bad Blood. The the Theranos So book. good. Oh. Which I think at least one of you read. It's a, it, What are the other books? Well, you know, it's funny. I accidentally, this was unintentional, but I picked books by authors named James, John, Jeff, and Jim. I don't know how I did that. I've got, mm-hmm. uh, as a little teaser, I've got Disney War by James Stewart. Chronicles the, the 90s and early 2000s of Disney with Michael Eisner, John Katzenberg. Um, really, that, that whole era, it's very interesting. I've got Football for a Buck, which tells the story of the USFL, the short-lived football league in the 80s that was taken down by none other than Donald J. Trump. And I've got a book I haven't even read yet, but I'm very excited. The Riches of This Land, uh, which looks into how the wealth gap was created in America and what we can do to fix it. So very interesting. interesting. One of those books we will read on the show, um, and Matt's going to bring his own. So you're going to check that out later this week over at UpForDebate.tv. And if you do, uh, Dan Colby, if you guys have any book suggestions, let me know. Um, and if we maybe maybe we'll pick one of your books and then you guys can come on the show to talk about it. I think well, if you pick the Theranos one, let me know. It... Yeah, I I'm probably gonna push Matt towards it only because I also want to watch and talk about the HBO documentary, which I thought was really fascinating and kind of had a bit of a different flame flavor than the book. Um, so we get a little more multimedia about it, but um, but we will see. It was a great read. Uh, but as far as this show goes, you can go to don'tpanic.io. That's our website. All the links to the picks, the show, the audio, the video, this week in Pick Story, it's all there. You should definitely check it out. And of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. The show is there. Uh, and of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Email us don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. We appreciated everyone who joined us live tonight. Glad to be back on the Facebook. Um, eventually, the technology catches up and may actually work, uh, which is a treat. And uh, yeah, it's all good. Charlie the cat is ready for bed. I think uh, I think we all are. So we're going to wrap it up here. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another great episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production. Executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.